a bit lit, celebrating creativity and research of all kinds. Sam, Richard, really good to see you both. Thank you for joining us. I'm really looking forward to discussing um, your new extraordinary uh, documentary, which features historical forms of combat, um, animal combat, um, and magic, and I can't wait to to unpack that. We've been lucky enough on a bit lit to work with um, wrestling resurgence before, both with uh, Sam and with uh, Claire Warden. We've had a series of, of wrestling films. Our most recent one was with the American wrestler poet Nick Radford, but that was a while ago. So I'm really grateful to you for bringing wrestling um, back to our channel. Can we start by um, getting you both to introduce yourselves? Perhaps starting with Sam. Yeah, it's, it's great to be back as well. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm Sam West. Um, I'm currently a doctoral researcher at uh, Loughborough University, studying um, storytelling in professional wrestling. Um, I'm just coming to the end of my second year of that research. And then I'm um, co-founder and sort of co-runner of um, Wrestling Resurgence, which is an independent um, theatre-led wrestling company based in the UK. Um, and then, yeah, aside from that, I'm also a kind of freelance um curator arts producer type person great thank you uh richard yeah uh my name is richard summers calvert i am an actor um and i also happen to be a director writer producer um and uh a wrestler and i, I take on the the role of charles crowley great um i'm so delighted to have you both here wrestling resurgence has been such a glorious thing to see happen as it started. And um, you've been doing wonderful work on your YouTube page of engaging with wrestlers and, and bringing audiences to wrestling, even during lockdown. And Richard, I have to say, um, you too, Charles Crowley has been an absolute star of lockdown as far as I'm concerned. And I don't really mean star like a celebrity, although clearly Charles has been that too, but I mean like an actual beaming down on us all and bringing us light and joy uh, star. So I'm really, really thrilled to have both of you here. Um, so you've made this uh, this documentary. Um, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm thinking, I mean, I'm a wrestling fan and I'm also someone who thinks about animal combat and um, the history of combat. So in some ways this film is, you know, it is relevant to my interests. But for lots of people, they may not be expecting this extraordinary mix of wrestling, lions, magic, um, uh, historical kinds of theatrical spaces because you've recorded in a very particular kinds of space. Um, do you mind introducing us just to the documentary and the thinking behind it? That's a massive, that's basically the question for the entire interview, isn't it? <laughs> um, maybe if we start with Sam on that one. Sure. Um, yeah, so it's, a, it's Arts Council funded. So it was, um, the, the, the idea came about over the first lockdown um, and it was kind of a, a bunch of different conversations that I was having with um, Dr. Claire Warden, who, as you've mentioned, has been on the on, on this channel before, but is also a, a co-founder of Wrestling Resurgence and a, a wrestling and theatre scholar. Um, and also another theatre scholar, Mike Wilson, um, who they're essentially my, co well, they are my, co my supervisors for my PhD. Um, but one of the things we've talked a lot about was how, um, was, was kind of early origins of wrestling. Um, but, it, but in particular, this kind of period of wrestling before it became fixed into what we know it is today. So kind of prior to the, the real kind of boom of all-in wrestling, which was kind of 1920s, 1930s. Prior to that, um, wrestling performance and combat was kind of lots of different things. It wasn't really kind of pinned down as such. There was obviously real wrestling, you know, the sport of wrestling, but there was also kind of fixed sport of wrestling as well starting to emerge. 
There were exhibitions of wrestling in, in places like music halls and variety theatres. Um, there was wrestling in fairgrounds and carnivals. Um, there was kind of comedic routines of performed wrestling on stages. Um, there were strong men trying to wrestle animals like bears and lions. So it was kind of a, like a really kind of um, sort of porous period of, of time where, yeah, wrestling wasn't really necessarily nailed down. It wasn't one thing or another. And it was rubbing shoulders with lots of other kind of theatrical practices. Um, and that was what was really, that's what really interested me about it. Um, and then my, my, my main topic, my main focus is, as you probably know, contemporary wrestling. And I was looking at a lot of the, the contemporary wrestling that I was studying, the, the work that people like Richard, Richard do, that um, Cara Noir, uh, Tom Dawkins, who's part of the film do, these kind of ex very experimental wrestlers that are sort of pushing boundaries today of what wrestling can be. So there's a, there's a lot of kind of synergy, I think, between what contemporary wrestling is, is, is now and what it was back then before it kind of got fixed down and, and became what we know it as. Um, so yeah, that was, I guess, the starting point was to see, okay, this is a sort of weird mix of different ideas and things. What would contemporary wrestlers make of, of some of this if we asked them to, to, to play around with it? So that was the, yeah, that was the kind of origins of it. Um, and I was also really taken by um, this phrase. Uh, there's, a, there's a great journal paper by, um, by Claire, which is called, um, the, the title of that is actually Queer Musical Sport, um, which is taken from an, a, a, an old newspaper review of a, of a wrestling performance. Um, and I was just really taken by that. That title was always kind of just stuck in my head. As, uh, so that, that was quite important as well. Um, and it was, there was lots of quotes in that um, from the newspaper article about it being wrestling being this kind of hollow sham and a perverse parody and, and all these kind of things. So it's just, yeah, a lot of that was, it just felt fun and it felt, you know, it reminded me of contemporary wrestling as much as it did historic wrestling. Yeah. Um, so that. then, yeah. Thank so then cut, cut, to cut a long story short, um, wrote the Art of Council application. They remarkably said yes, which they weirdly seemed to have a tendency to do when I asked them about stuff <laughs> with wrestling. Like, can you fund this? Uh, yeah, great. Um, obviously we had COVID, so it was going to be a you know, series of performances in a film set in an empty theatre because we couldn't have an audience. Um, yeah, uh, that, that, was, that was where it kind of came from. Yeah, I love the idea of wrestling before it was pinned down. I, I quite like the idea that we're sort of accidentally introducing wrestling language, even as we're talking about this period before it, uh, it becomes it a... It literally happens all the time. <laughs> before it becomes a thing. Um, and you very kindly invited me along to the documentary, and because of COVID, I, I chickened out. So, of course, I watched the documentary through incredible tears, but I still managed to, to watch it, I think. Um, Richard, do you mind telling us about what brought you to the, to the project? Yes. Well, I mean, yeah, it's so great hearing all that from Sam, because now you, you've got to hear it from the performer's point of view, right? We, I haven't been in wrestling as long as many others. I'm still relatively new. Um, COVID took a year out of that as well, so I blame that. Um, so, but like, we don't get this. We don't get access to this information and this, this kind of thinking mm. about the, the craft we're doing. Now, don't get me like, like I'm in a position, I'm still very much learning where I want to be the best I can possibly be, but I also want to be so good that I can play, right? So, you know, the kind of stuff we're used to getting is, okay, how, how do I get better? And I'm like, oh, right, well, make sure, you know, when you do a wrist lock, you get the, the thumbs here and it's like, okay, why? And it's like, well, because that's more legit. And it's like, oh, okay, you know, and, and, and it's, it's all quite in that kind of realm. Then you get to someone like Resurgence. So like Resurgence, 
I've always been super attracted to Resurgence because, and, and clearly the minds behind it, like Claire, Sam, and like are just two. And and then I've, from day one, I was like, "What? I need to be, I need to be here because the way it is presented in this theatrical sense, I relate to that. I've I've got years of of, of um, acting on stage and theatre and film and TV and stuff. So like for me, I was like, "Whoa, this this." surely is the platform where they understand that I'm coming from this at a slightly different, with a different mindset. Because yes, I want to be the best, but I also want to be unique. I want to be different. And the fact, what this allows, this documentary, this whole production, it really allows you to see wrestling differently. Mm -hmm. It really allows you to question things and not just the way that we're talking about. It kind of, I'm hoping it opens people's minds and they're like, wow, I just didn't, consider how many layers there are to wrestling how you can tell not just this story through wrestling but another story through wrestling mm -hmm. and um and obviously tom dawkins is like a big mind behind this project as well i remember he told me once he said you know things, things felt they were like getting a little bit samey for him in wrestling so he started telling stories through he, he just picked like a nursery rhyme and he he, he told that nursery rhyme the story of that nursery rhyme through his wrestling because he was starting to go on robot mode. And I was like, what? That, that's just mind boggling to hear. I'm like, what do you mean? And there's me like <laughs> desperately trying to get this wrist lock on with my thumbs in the right place. <laughs> and then he's off like telling the story of Humpty Dumpty, you know, through wrestling, through a fighting choreographed fight. So, so yeah, um, for me, this is incredibly exciting. Um, it, it really allowed me to, I learned a lot from it. Um, I didn't know what I was going to get from it at all. Um, and I got a huge amount and I got a new perspective with, which was invaluable. Thank you both. That's a really lovely introduction to the conversation we're going to have. And um, I like thinking about Richard's idea of seeing wrestling differently next to Sam quoting Claire Warden talking about queer music called sport and thinking about the long history in which wrestling has bumped up against different kinds of art forms. And I guess um, just due to human tendency to box almost everything in to kind of firm categories, wrestling often does get boxed off in terms of gender and kinds of performance and kinds of storytelling. And it's just so wonderful hearing both of you talking about how to open that up. And I guess the nursery rhymes is a really perfect example that Richard's talking about from Tom Dawkins. Um, I'm already thinking about Humpty Dumpty as kind of a lesson as to why you should never get up on my turnbuckle, you know? Um, so, so many nursery rhymes are violent and cautionary tales of what happens if you engage in violence. Um, so that's lovely um, and fabulous. Um, can you tell us, um, for people who have not yet watched the documentary and who will be rushing off to watch it by the end of this conversation or possibly pausing it and coming back to this conversation later because they're so excited, can you tell us about what actually happens in this documentary? I've kind of teased a little bit of the content, but can you talk us through actually what we what we see? Yeah, so, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe introduce broadly what, what's in the film and then Richard maybe can talk a little bit about how, how we put it together. Um, so we, yeah, so the, basically the premise was to bring the perform, a group of performers together to rec recreate and sort of reimagine um, classic tropes from, from, from wrestling past. So animal combat being one, um, and then the kind of classic open challenge to an audience was one of them. Yeah. And then the third one was a little bit more out there, which, which became, um, it, was, it was going to be something to do with kind of theatrical violence. And that's the, the match that ended up being the magic performance um and we so we were like okay we'll get some wrestlers together and we'll 
spend a morning playing around with these different ideas. And then in the afternoon, we'll put them on the stage and we'll record it and film it. And then from that, and we'll document that whole process. So we'll document the wrestlers um, experimenting with those ideas in the morning and then delivering the performances in the afternoon. So that was the kind of raw material for the documentary and the kind of new shot material that we, that we made on the day. And then within that, we interspersed footage from contemporary wrestling companies that I, I feel like um, have a lot of kind of synergy with these different ideas. So like Riptide Wrestling, Good Wrestling were companies. Um, also, there's a little bit of wrestling resurgence in there as well. Um, and then we were able through, um, through very generous collaborations with um, places like the Stark Institute in America, which is a kind of physical culture institute we were able to get a little bit of kind of archival material mm. um archival footage that sort of um helps alongside that contemporary footage and the new material that we shot helps kind of um, bring those two ideas together that contemporary wrestling that historic wrestling and um, so the documentary is about 17 minutes long um it has my sort of narration over the top um trying to explain a few of those different ideas and then it features yeah the, the performers themselves talking about the, the day and the the kind of experience that they went through and it's got clips of the performances and the archive footage. And then alongside that, um, on the, if you go to the Resurgence YouTube channel, by the time this comes out, you'll actually be able to watch all of those three performances in their entirety as well. Mm. Um, so that was, that was the kind of broadly the concept. Um, I approached first Tom Dawkins, who Richard's mentioned to kind of um, take on those scenarios and, and craft them into actual wrestling performances. And then Richard, I invited, having seen his, um, his, his brilliant, uh, your, your cordially invited film. Um, we invited his production company, his film company, to try and realise this slightly bonkers kind of vision. Yeah, wonderful. And I, I'm aware that the credits give Tom and Sam as the writers and um, Tom and Richard as the producers. Have I got that right? I'm, I'm kind of interested in that kind of collaborative process as well. Um, Richard, yeah. tell us a bit about that or, um, or just any, any part of your side of, of this. Yeah, well, I think so. I'm, I think I, I was classed as director, but I think in the credits I, I put uh, me and Tom because it, because it, it wouldn't. I think I, obviously because I had my production team and everything, I had to like man a lot of people, and therefore I was directing. You know what shots we were getting. We needed complete coverage. I also didn't know what we were gonna cover, really, because just like you know wrestling, it's it's done on the day. Um, so the, the whole day was like you kind of evolving as it went on, just like the performances are. Um, so, yeah, I was kind of directing that. So but Tom had a much more um, a better understanding of kind of what he wanted to get out of it. Obviously, he'd spoken to Sam a lot. Um, so there was like a, it, the whole thing was very collaborative, like passing those uh, credits out isn't quite the same with this as it is with like a movie or anything like mm. everyone was dipping their fingers into different pies because you, you have to, uh, especially when you're all there together creating something and you don't know what the outcome's going to be. It is, you just kind of do it all. Um, but yeah, uh, in regards to the performance itself, like Sam mentioned, like Tom, Tom like took the reins. He said, look, this is what I'm thinking. But again, part of the process for him to give us the tools and then we go away with with little experience of what we're about to create but we've got the tools to do it and then that's the process that's the journey and that's why this is going to be interesting for people because people are literally watching us all figure this out during the day and then we present it on on stage and it's it's entertaining 
I was going to say maybe it's entertaining for people. It's not maybe. It is. It, it definitely is entertaining. Um, and that's what's what's that's what's nice about the layout of the documentary. Because for me, that was like an extension of the day. Because I'm now watching back all this footage, this lovely footage of us, and you can see the cogs turning in everyone's heads. Um, and also the enjoyment of this because we get this, you know, the creative satisfaction that we finally get to use this craft that we've been learning for so long and, and use it in a different way. Yeah. Um, and it makes it feel like there's more to it because there is, there's so much more to wrestling and that's the whole point of this. Um, and sometimes it can feel quite linear and it's like, well, you learn to wrestle then you, you go here and then what you, you get signed and then you, then someone takes control over what you're doing. And if that's the way you want to go, then that's fantastic. Most people do, but like to, to know that there's other options to know there's more you can do with it. I think this documentary, it tells that while giving insight into the history of wrestling which a lot of people won't know about yeah and if it's all right to start start there i mean i'm, I'm a historian but i um i work through performance and i work with performance practitioners and um i'm only really interested in the past for what you know i'm interested in kind of t finding out new things about the past new ways of thinking about the past and new ways of thinking about about the present and that really kind of complex mix of production and improv in this documentary is so fascinating. I'm always much more interested to see process and to see learning. And that essentially we're all learning together, right? You guys are learning how this works and the audience watching the documentary get to learn too. I really like that redistribution of expertise and effect, you know, we all get to be learning together, pooling our expertise together. I think that's that's really exciting. So learning new things from, from old things feels really key to this. I don't, Richard, I don't quite know how you do what you do because, um, uh, yeah, Sam's mentioned your, your earlier documentary this year. It feels like you're the sort of Ken Branner of wrestling as you're producing and yet performing in all these brilliant ways. Uh, it's quite extraordinary. But that, that mix of the production that you're both involved with, which require planning and decision-making, and at the same time, improv, which also require those things, but require um, a real, um, you know, a commitment to being in the moment. Uh feels like a really fascinating tension. I don't know if I've really had any thoughts about that, having done this documentary and about kind of where where the planning and the liveness kind of sat for you as you did it. Sam, you're, you're nodding your head. Yeah, because I, I, I think you've really captured what the whole project was about, which, which and Richard has as well, which is, is it was to create a space, like a kind of experimental learning space. Hmm. So it was definitely a kind of learning process. and But it, there was a lot of kind of... Um, one of the things that I was really keen to do was to create a structure or a project structure in which in which only wrestlers could do the things that we were asking them to do. Mm. So it was kind of like a kind of celebration of the wrestling craft, the wrestling artistry. It was like, and Tom says this, some Tom says this a lot better than me, actually, probably in the documentary. It's that kind of um, and he said it at the end of filming as, as well on the day. He kind of, I think we sort of gathered around a little bit and he was like, you know, this is only wrestlers could do this, like this level of, of, of learning and figuring out in such a short period of time. And um, yeah, it's just, it's, that's such a facet of wrestling that's always just excited me and interested me and continues to interest me. So I wanted to put that right at the centre of the process. And if it's okay um, to jump in there, why could any yeah. wrestlers do that? Is, that? is that about a kind of readiness to use the body to tell stories and a, and a kind of skill set encoded, not just in your own body but in your ability to talk to people to other people kind of bet between bodies is, is that what, what what is going on there does that make sense that question what why why yeah. the rest of us do this I, I think it's a, partly out of necessity i mean richard i think maybe can elaborate on this um but it's you know it, it, 
this is what happens on every wrestling show um, every weekend across the country. The wrestlers, they arrive an hour, 30 minutes before they're about to go on, probably a little bit longer, depending on the punctuality of the wrestler. But they, and they meet each other maybe for the first time. Like they may have never met each other. And they're given a, a prompt from the promoter that's, you're going to win, you're going to lose. I want you to be the baby face, you to be the heel. And that's it. And then they, they devise their story but backstage within a, in a very short space of time and also in the ring as, as they kind of perform and wrestle. So I think, yeah, that, that's probably you know, the part of it's born out of necessity. But obviously Richard has first-hand experience with that. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you basically said it there. But also, if you, I mean, for example, if you just went to someone, you know, um, that was, in, uh, you know, someone, a physical theatre, um, you know, actor that's used to physical theatre, and you say, right, manipulate that limb, they're going to be like, oh, uh, and no, and they'll, they'll go for it and all this kind of stuff. But there, there's just another thing that, again, like, we're trained. This, this is, you know, wrestling, when it started, it was very, very, very real. And it's all about making sure that it remains to, to kind of what, what we actually are doing this wrestling. You know, we are manipulating these limbs and all this kind of stuff. Mm. That is something that only we can do. And then we take all that and take all that knowledge. And it, like you say, like, we, we're there like, all right, you know, oh, oh, oh guess what? Uh, you're on next. You're like, what? But, you know, oh, yeah, this has changed. And it's like, what? Why? And then, so yeah, okay. And then you've got to think, right, this is what we've got. We've got to go out there, just go with what feels right. You also got to go with how the crowd are reacting and things can just change like that. Like this, and that's, that's we've got the repetitions of, of going out there and doing that. So it's, it's mm. kind of built into wrestlers, unlike it would be built into people that are, are just so, solely like physical theater, with, have that physical theater experience. Mm. I think one of the, one of the performances that really captured it was um, we were on such a tight schedule and the lion performance and the magic performance were a lot more elaborate. They were the two that had particularly the magic performance because we actually had a magician on site trying to teach our two wrestlers how to perform quite elaborate magic tricks. Um, but the final performance um, of the day that we shot was Richard and Paddy and Gene Money. And it was the open challenge one. And because we'd run over schedule massively, they barely had any time. I don't think they really had any time to come up with that performance. And they just, and the first take, I think they got to the last, and there was only two takes. The, uh, the first take, I think they got to the last few minutes before actually making a mistake and having to stop. And it was just so much improv. And it was so entertaining to the point where we were sat in the, in the, in the audience. I was sat next to Tom just trying to like you know hand over covid mask trying to stop myself from laughing out loud throughout the whole thing and there was a huge cheer when they when they did the second take and got it all in one go that's like no, but yeah that that's sort of i think an example of what we're talking about and if it's not a stupid question sam um what does it mean to make a mistake given that this is improv uh a miscue so what wrestlers are doing are they're creating an illusion aren't they and this is why to go back to the magic one, this is why magic is really interesting in, in relation to wrestling, because you create this um, artifice and then a, a mistiming or a miscue can sort of crumble it and, and break it away. So yes, it's improv, but they need to, they're kind of conjuring this illusion. And if, if there is a mistiming or a miscue and they have to stop, then it, it you know, it does fall apart a little bit. Yeah. Um, but normally, but, but that ha happens so rarely because of their ability to, their, their skill at improvising. So they can normally, turn those miscues around really, really subtly, like to the point where you might not even notice that anything's gone wrong. Mm. 
Mm, 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 mm. Um, Richard, was it you wrestling a lion? It was, wasn't it? It was indeed, yeah. Could you talk us through how that was? <laughs> yes. Um, so this was really interesting. So I was wrestling Clementine, um, and and she was all um, done up looking like her makeup was fantastic and all this kind of stuff. She And she had her own process as well. She had to go away, and she was really, really thinking about the specific movement she was going to do. Like, again, she is a wrestler. She, she's not an actor. She's not, she hasn't come from any theater background. She only knows wrestling. Um, mm -hmm. and, she, and it was really interesting watching her because she was proper. She took her real life stuff. She, she's cat obsessed, which really helps. So she's got her cat at home and she was proper thinking about how her cat moves. And, and we don't have long, you know, to do this. And I'm like, we've, we've got to create this story. Um, and it was strange because, you know, um, she's so like, easy to work with, but also I'm especially once the makeup's there and everything, and you're in the moment and you're in character and the character you've taken on and you're going with it. God, if, uh, I mean, as, as the story tells, I just ended up feeling bad because like the, that is the story of this, this, this iconic story that even I, I'd heard of in the past of like wrestling a lion and the lion, you know, obviously doesn't want to be there. It's not here to, to fight this person. And then it, to get a fight out of this beast uh, was a really interesting story to tell. Like story-wise, I think I think that one is just fantastic because there's a lot of layers to it, mm -hmm. uh, and it was very different to the the one I did with Paddy um, uh, Jean Money because that was um, I, I know him quite well. Our humours are quite similar, and and they're they're a bit closer to home. You know, they're two characters that are a little bit closer. It's obviously like it's the first time I've ever wrestled an animal. So <laughs> it, it was very, very interesting um, to think about how, how we were going to use our wrestling to tell this story of a fight, but obviously it's, it's, it's a lion that's wrestling back. So then we incorporated a bit of her experience, which is uh, from a lucha standpoint, um, you know, a lucha lion. That's, that's, that's crazy, but you know, we want to keep, keep it accurate to the story we're telling as well. So very, very interesting process. Yeah, I mean, just to underline how brilliant Rachel Seacroft um, as Clementine's performance is, um, I mean, we're making this film uh, for, for your fans watching this documentary, but also for people following the A Bit Lit project but, and um, Box Office Bears, which is looking about animal combat. And um, 400 years ago, King James I goes to the Tower of London to watch a lion fight. And it went really badly wrong because the lion just went, well, you want me to fight, but I don't know. What, I have no interest at all in fighting. I'm going to go over here and just have a lie down. Um, and it was a disaster. And James got there with all of his court and dignitaries and ambassadors from foreign countries were invited and it was nothing happened. Um, and I think that was that was Clementine's first instinct was the lion just went, no, I have no interest here. And um, it's, it's so interesting to think about how wrestling is all about personal space and um, a sense of territory. Um, and lions don't really have that sense of territory. They're just like, well, if there's gonna be a fight here, I should be over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was beautiful um, seeing all of that. Um, we should head towards wrapping up now. Are there any kind of final thoughts or ideas coming out of the work that you wanna make sure um, that you share with, with our audience before we, uh, we finish? Anything else we haven't touched on? I think the only thing I would say is that like you mentioned earlier, is like, yeah, um, usually I find myself in positions where I'm spread quite thin. Um, cause I, I've made, I've made a feature film before I was writer, producer, director. I starred in it. It's out, it's out in the world worldwide called drive me to the end. If anyone wants to watch that <laughs> little cheeky plug. Um, 
but like you know i was spread so thin because like, again i was acting that i had to be fully committed to something mm. and yet I've, I've got to rely on my crew and i've got a great crew and i could with with this product but because this was so collaborative um yes i, I had a lot to do but i felt very comfortable leaning on people uh people like sam and tom that were just were so comfortable in that they create they create this really safe space for us to go out there and and fail which which produced some lovely moments and now that's really important because like you know you can't find these new things you can't create these new things without sometimes failing because we didn't know what we were going to do it's quite hard to fail because again we it was so interesting we, we, we can't really fail when you're doing this stuff you're just doing something that works and you're doing something that works a little bit better or, or, or something that doesn't work at all you're like well that's interesting and now we know why didn't that work so it was a, it was i just want to kind of i guess say that yes uh, i had a lot to do and I'm, I'm so honored to be a part of it but it felt like a very safe space very creative space and i think this is actually a very huge step forwards um in the world of in the world of wrestling yeah i completely agree and i think for performance practitioners for world of theater and for the world of ac academics there's a real terror of failing and i love the idea you know if, it, if if you can't fail it's not a real experiment and as you say richard if you do fail that's a fantastic success it's a it's a positive outcome of the experiment and the fail might be more interesting than the thing that you're trying to do so yeah i underline all of that um sam any final thoughts from you no i i think um my kind of takeaway after on that day was having it, it was quite it was an insanely intense experience because of the you know, 18 months that preceded it of, of lockdown and things like that. Um, but it was that kind of um, coming in with a question of, you know, I, I, I think all these things about wrestling, like I, I write these things about these people. Am I, you know, am I right in thinking these things? Let's find out. And, um, and yeah, and it just blew all of my expectations away. Um, and I will, yeah, I will always kind of speak up for the, for the, for the wrestler as artist, I think. Um, yeah. Great. Thank you very just, much. Uh, so for anyone watching on our website, um, a bitlit.co, if you're watching on YouTube, head to the website. Underneath the film on the website, we'll have resources to um, the Wrestling Resurgence links, but also to the various projects that Richard's mentioned as well. So um, do head there if you want to follow those links up. Um, but for now, thank you very much, both of you. Cheers. Thank you so much. Cheers. Thanks, Andy.